Hey folks, uh, this is Emma. If you've just found us, you know we're a father-daughter podcast. This episode was recorded before I roped my dad into this. Originally, we were going to be a podcast just with my friends and I, uh, but the life of a high school junior got in the way of us doing this to the level of quality we wanted. So episodes one, two, and three follow this sort of friendship format. Uh, and my dad first appears in episode four. Uh, so thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of our episodes. Hello. Okay. All right. So. Don't believe. Never <laughs> alter anything is the moral of this no, story. No, I was like, I had my headphones and then I just took them off right now for this oh, third wow. try. And now I cut your voice off again because I literally can't hear you. Wait, you can't hear me right now? Like, what is this? Sabira? Oh my god, this is a disaster. I can hear your phone go off. Oh, well, um, <laughs> fun. You can hear me. Oh, I can't hear okay. you. Wait, can you hear me now? Take the headphones off like mid-recording, by the way. That took them off after because I thought it was my fault. But now I no. guess it just isn't working. I'm so confused. Why isn't it working? I mean, okay, I can try. I have my microphone, like, in my phone right now. And I was trying, I was using my splitter to try to listen, like with headphones and also use the speaker I mean the, not the speaker the the microphone and I just realized that you can't hear a single thing I'm saying okay try again hello hello okay I don't know why it keeps breaking 700th times the charm <laughs> Hopefully it right. doesn't like make that weird sound again because then I'll know that I can't hear you. Okay, let's let's hope. Okay. So before we begin, uh on Friday I watched um Oculus, which is a really? horror movie. Oh wow. Yes. I watched that so long ago. Yeah. I, I I I it was on Netflix and my dad was like, We're watching this and I was like, Okay. So we watched it. It was pretty good. It had my bae, Karen Gillan, in it. I was very happy. <laughs> oh, I was happy about the thing. Like, I don't know the actor's name, but like the whole time he like would show up. Every time he would show up, I was with my friend watching it, and I would just. Oh my god! <laughs> See, I just I love Karen Gillan because you know Doctor Who, and oh, yeah. So the entire time I was like, oh my god, it's Amy Pond, and it wasn't Amy Pond, but I was still like, it's Amy Pond. Yeah. <laughs> well, she still did kind of end up badly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in both storylines. Just saying. I was I was so pissed afterwards. I like I turned to my dad and I was like, the guy should have died. I was so pissed. <laughs> well, the guy gets mentally screwed over two times oh, in a oh, row. Oh wait, wait, spoiler after telling alert. His sister, oh, Sorry. Okay, whatever. It's years old now. Okay, they should have hopped on this before. But like, come on. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I was literally so sad. I was like, come on. If his sister didn't start all of this, then he wouldn't have been like mentally like screwed over again. And maybe they could be living <laughs> happily together. Like, why were you not just content with your brother being out of jail? Like, I mean, true. I would just stay the hell away from a haunted mirror. I don't know why. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, once it's like it. not in your possession anymore, it's not your business. Just leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Make sure it's not your business anymore. Like, make sure you don't scope that shit out. The moment you see any mirror, you run. <laughs> Never look at your reflection ever again. You don't need to. Okay, it's vain anyways. <laughs> Live like a vampire. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, also, um, so today is what day is it? the 30th? 30th of September? Yes. Um, oh my god, it's my nephew's one month. I wasn't gonna say anniversary. <laughs> He's been born alive for a month. Okay. That's so cute. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what I was gonna say is um, this morning I listened to the newest episode of And That's Why We Drink. Um, and M brought up the story that I'm saying today. And both of them were like, oh yeah, I'm, we didn't do it because it's like not enough of a story to do. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> whoops! Because <laughs> wait, what's your story? story? Oh wait, yeah, no, you're going first anyway, so I'll find out yes. what your story is. Yes, you will in a second. But is there anything else you want to say before we start? No. Oh wait, since this will probably be like the actual recording, we should mention that Mattingly is gonna be with us here and there whenever she's available because you know all of us juniors are struggling and she should be taking care of herself because self-love, self-care yes, is the main priority Yeah, in our pod squad. In our pod squad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, are we good? Yes, we are. Then let us start with a little bit of a ghost story, a uh, little bit true crime. Uh, I'm going to tell you. Are you coming about- for my topic? <laughs> No, no, I promise. I don't even know what your topic is. Um, yeah, but my genre is just, like, true crime. Oh, so. true. Well, I'm going to tell you about the Greenbrier ghost. I think it's Greenbrier, I think. We're going to go Greer, with it. Greenbrier, how do you spell it? Oh, it's e- I-E-R at the end. So I think Breer, but I'm going to call it Greenbrier. I only have to say it, like, one more time, and then I won't say it ever again. So don't worry <laughs> about it. So, um, I am going to tell you about Elba Zona Heister, Hester, Jesus, I hate names. Um, so she was known as Zona. Uh, she was born in 1873 in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, United States of America. Of course, in the U.S. Yes, in the U.S. My, my last two were international, though, so I've got, I've got a, uh... Home turf one. (laughs) Yeah, we have a domestic episode. A domestic episode. Um, So, uh, if you go to the drive, um, in the episode three folder, in the photos folder, you will see some pictures. Uh, So, the last picture, that is of Elva Zona. Oh, and then there's two other mystery people yes except not really because i labeled them but it's fine um so uh not much is known about zona's early life but in oh my god is she the monster the monster you just said wait did you say green bear monster ghost i said green bear ghost oh i was expecting like a swamp monster a a swamp monster (laughs) well like you know like maybe um zona was thrown into a swamp and then came out of the swamp and then was a monster and like magically changed you know all right um <laughs> i think mean, about that's way more queens. creative okay. but no she is not a swamp monster oh 
sucks. What uh, is the name of it? Okay, the Green I, Briar. Yeah, Green Briar sounds like a pretty swampy name. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, in 1896, uh, she met a drifter called Edward Stribling Trout Shoe. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh wait, no. His name is spelled with a U instead of a O. I was like, Trout yes. shoes. And he's yeah. fish shoes. So he's <laughs> he's something's fishy, and his name is Trout. Oh <laughs> okay, no. so uh, the second photo in the drive is of him and her. So alleged uh, marriage photo. Alleged. Yes. Why is it alleged? I don't know. That's what just go- that's uh, what Google told me. So. Oh. Edward had moved to Greenbrier to become a blacksmith, and uh, he so, and- like he's melting stuff. <laughs> yes, melting. Oh my god, melting she, like, her heart. Oh wow, no! I was gonna say like pouring um a pot of like molten like metal onto her head. Uh, Severe, why do you keep jumping to this? Well, I just. All I know is it's true crime urban legend, so I assumed it was a swamp monster. And since it's, it's not, not even I true know. crime urban legend, it's true crime paranormal. Well, you know, I just. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm not okay. Okay, I still haven't done any of my homework, but that's okay, man. Sophia. Oh my god. It's okay, man. Is it? I'm not gonna fail. I'm not gonna flunk junior year. I'll be fine. All right. Well, thanks for the confirmation. Check back up in uh, like June, and we'll let you know how it went. Uh, so he and Zona fell in love, and they got married. But Zona's mother, Mary Jane Heaster, Hester, or something. Um, Why does Zona's mother look younger than Zona? Well, it's probably an old like. I mean, obviously, it's an old picture, but it's an older <laughs> picture than. The picture of Zona. Oh my god, did probably. the mom come for the husband? Oh my god, Which, hold like, on. <laughs> like, you're hot. Go for me instead of my daughter. Like, leave her. Come for me. Still be in the family, you know? Oh my god. So, uh, Zona's mother did not like Shu. Like, oh. She was like, bitch? No. Um, uh, I thought she, like, really liked Shu, you know? No, she really did not like Shu. So. Yeah, so they, they got married, um, and then on January... Poisons him. What? She poisons him. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I'm making the story so much more interesting. Yeah, okay. I know, you are making the story so much more interesting. This is our very own, like, how to get away with murder. It's like, uh, it's 101 Ways to Die, hosted by Sabira. Yep. So... Um, for the story that M said had little, too little information to actually say in this podcast. Yeah, Severa's like giving us this information. <laughs> Who said we need facts? Facts are for losers. Yeah. Okay, we escape reality with our stories. Yeah. In this world, we fail. <laughs> so, uh, on January 23rd, 1897, Zona's body was found lying at the foot of the stairs. Uh, her, she was stretched out with her feet together and one hand on her stomach. Um, Wait. Yes? What? Feet together, hand on her stomach. Like, lying down. Like, on her back. Wait, I, were her feet tied together? No, her feet were just together. I don't know. It just it just explained it like that. Wait, wait, wait. I can't hear you anymore. What is this? 
No, oh you my can't. God. No, Savera. You're going to have to do a lot of editing, sweetie. I know I am. Can you hear me right now? I assume that's a no. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Oh, my God, I hear you again. You do? You do? (gasps) Sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Technical difficulties, but it's 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 fine. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, um... So, she was found at the bottom of a staircase? Yes. With her feet tied? No. With her feet were just, like, together. What's so weird about her feet being together? I don't know. It just with the with the article I got it from. Okay, so sort feet of... together. Her and head is. Her hand head. is on her stomach. Her hand is on her stomach. Yeah, just sort of like lying there. I don't know. I'm just trying to give you a mental image, okay? Again, go on. You can't hear me again. Oh my god! Now I can hear you. You can't. This <laughs> is really going well. Okay, Great. so her body. I could have just came over to your house or something. You know, you probably should <laughs> You know, so I thought her, you were outside, so. Her body was discovered by a young boy that um, her husband had sent to the house on an errand uh, while he was at work. Dang, poor traumatized child. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so the boy... Oh my god, runs... I hope Trout wasn't doing something fishy with that boy. Oh my god, Sabira. <laughs> I make triangles where there aren't triangles, okay? <laughs> this is a geometry class. Yeah, that um I already failed that class, so it's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So the boy runs is this out of summon... silence or can you not hear me again? Sabira? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Okay. Could you hear me before? Yeah, but then you couldn't hear me because when you said awkward silence, I was speaking, so. Yeah, no, isn't that fun? Can you hear me? Okay, wait, can you hear me right now? Yes, I can. Loud and clear. Okay, so the boy runs out to summon a coroner. Ooh. The coroner's name is George Knapp. (laughs) Knapp? K-N-A-P-P. Oh, I thought it was like... N-A-P, like, oh my god, he's George, napping on the George, the guy dog. who likes to sleep. Wait, he does work in a morgue, so he could just sleep with the bodies. Oh, Sabira. Wait, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't even do much. What do you mean he doesn't have a job? You know, his name is Nap, I feel like. Anyone who <laughs> hires him should know his worth ethic. Well, I mean, he probably shouldn't be a coroner because uh, he... Arrived at the them. house an hour after being summoned. Oh, wait. Yeah, it cut off again. Sorry. <laughs> wait, can you hear me now? How fun. When all you can hear is your own voice and you hate your own voice. <laughs> I can hear you. I'll tell you and I can hear you again if I ever hear you again. Hello? Hello. Hello. This is going so well. How far are you in your story? Uh... Not very. Oh, amazing. I feel like you should keep some of the technical difficulties. Because I think it'll Maybe be fun for us to look back at and then Mattingly to be like, oh, yikes. And yeah, that's she's going to be like, look what happened me. when you tried to record without me. Yep. <laughs> Karma. Yeah. So he arrived uh, an hour after the autopsy. Or not after the, after the body was discovered. 
Okay. Um, so by the time he arrived, uh, her husband, Edward, was already home. Oh my god, don't tell me he had sex with the body. Hold up. Sorry, I'm just expecting he... the body to be mutilated by the time the coroner comes. Well, not mutilated, but altered. Oh. So Wait, he... what? Hold up, you're about to find out. Oh, okay. So Edward had come home, he took Zona upstairs and laid her on the bed and dressed her. Uh, he put her in a stiff, high-necked dress and put a veil over her face. Uh, so when Knapp tried to do the autopsy, he did like a very brief examination of the body like at the, ho- at the home because Edward was crying and clutching the body and he like would not like let go. He was like, oh, my wife, la la la. Yeah, but you just creepily dressed your dead wife's body. Wouldn't your instant reaction to just be like, grieve over the body, maybe like, not undress it and redress it? Yeah, well, when, um, so Nap could only do like a really brief examination of the body because of Edward's distress. Um, <laughs> More so, like Edward's distraction. Honestly. So he noticed uh, some bruising on her neck. So he tried to look closer, and then Edward, quote, reacted so violently that Knapp ended the, the examination and left the house. I knew it. So I knew, I knew it. Yeah. Uh, Edward was being difficult and wouldn't let a proper autopsy be done. And that's why he put the high corset thing on it. Obviously, he's Yeah, the stiff neck thing. So. Yeah. Oh, my God, but that's so weird. Okay, so you see, my necrophilia thing wasn't even that far off. He did undress her. I mean, yeah. Fun with her, too. I guess. So, uh, her cause of death was listed as an everlasting faint, which sounds so, like... An everlasting what? Faint. That's what her gravestone was? No, that's what her cause of death was. Everlasting saint. Faint. 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 Everlasting faint. So she just fainted. Beautifully That's what they said. on a bed with a high corset thing because well, the they knew dress was, was choking going... her. They knew that she was at the bottom of the stairs because the that the boy on the errand saw her there. So, they... But they just don't question the fact that the body was moved. No. But and then they didn't even know that the body was changed. Well, the cause of death uh, was then changed to childbirth. But it was unknown whether or not she was pregnant. Wait, why the hell would it just randomly be changed to childbirth? That makes I, no sense. I do not know. Probably Edward. Wait, um, death by childbirth? What, because he put her on a bed? Possibly. Or... Yeah, but wouldn't you need a baby for, like, that? <laughs> Honest, yeah, that's, that's, a, and also, like. Then did you just throw away the baby? <laughs> oh, God. What? Yeah, Maybe. When but, the baby was born, first you'd see the blood, the embryonic fluid, all that, and then you'd have to have a baby as a result, or at least a fetus, a dead fetus, all of which is terrible. And then you would have to throw away that fetus, because where was it? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, it was not going well in West Virginia in 1870-whatever. By not going well, you mean they didn't give two craps about a woman dying? Because clearly they didn't check into the actual details of her death. Pretty much. Well, so her funeral, um, uh, 
Edward was acting really shifty at the burial. Uh, I wonder why. Like, so crazy. Grief works in mysterious ways. Anyway, um, he would repeatedly change from, like, looking overwhelmingly sad to having, like, incredible energy. Energy? Why would you have energy? I don't know. But he... Was he just around his hype men? Like, (laughs) were they, like, charging him up? Were they making him so happy that, like... A Victorian hype man? (laughs) Yeah, no, like, maybe, maybe he was just, like... Obviously, he's the killer, so it's not this. But I'm saying, like, in your real grief moment, maybe sometimes, like, you have that brief moment where you forget. And then you're, like, in the moment and you're happy. And then the moment you remember, you're extremely depressed again, you know? True. Mood swings. But um, clearly, he just Yeah, that's not what it was, but true. (laughs) Yeah, so he would not allow anyone to come close to the coffin, to the coffin. Just in case they were a coroner secretly or, like, part of the police and, like, could see the strangle marks. Yeah, well, he would, so he wouldn't allow anyone to come close, quote, especially when he was placing a pillow on one side of her head and a rolled up sheet on the other. Uh, For why? To prop up her head? He claimed that it would help his wife rest easier. A roll and a pillow. Why didn't he put two pillows? Also, where is her mom? Well, you're about about to see. Uh, So several people at the funeral noticed that Zona's head had a strange looseness uh, when they were moving her corpse to the cemetery. Looseness? Yeah, as if it, like, snapped, maybe? Oh, so her neck snapped, didn't it? Perhaps. Oh, that means I'm right. Okay, continue. So Mary Jane, the mother, uh, was absolutely convinced that Edward had murdered her daughter. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like it. It's like Bond Girl all over again. (laughs) So, quote, after the wake, she removed the sheet from inside the coffin and tried to return it to him, but he refused it. She noticed an odd odor about it, so she washed it. The water in the, like, sink thing turned red when she dropped the sheet in. What sheet? The sheet that he had put in the coffin. Oh, Oh, he's trying um, to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Um, the sheet then turned pink and the water cleared. The stain could not be removed, which Mary Jane interpreted as a sign that Zona had been murdered. And so she blood. began to pray every night for four weeks uh, and kept up her prayers this whole time, hoping that her daughter would return to her to explain exactly what had happened. And so, she should have returned. So, yeah, um, four weeks, like, she was praying for four weeks, and four weeks after the funeral, um, her daughter appeared to Mary Jane in a dream. So, basically, the what happened in this dream was Zona came to her mother and said that uh, Edward was a cruel man who abused her and who had attacked her in a fit of rage when he believed that she had cooked no meat for dinner. What? He broke her neck. To prove this, the ghost turned her head around until it was facing backwards. How fun. And right as I was reading that, my neck just, like, started hurting. (laughs) Ouch. It's fine. So, um, apparently, um, 
the ghost had first appeared in the dream as like a bright light that had slowly like taken the form of Zona um, and gradually filling the room with a chill. So over the course of four nights, she visited Mary Jane and told her like this story. Um, Was it backed up? Like did Mary Jane go to the police like, bruh? Well, as a matter of fact, Mary Jane visited the local prosecutor, John Alfred. Oh my gosh, she better not have said that she saw a ghost in her dreams because then no one would believe her. She visited the local prosecutor, John Alfred Preston, and spent several several hours in his office convincing him to reopen the matter of her daughter's death. So, um, with what explanation? Like, you need to give them some. Oh, you will see. So uh, he eventually agreed to have another autopsy performed. Um, and also they did it, they did the second autopsy in a local one-room schoolhouse. <laughs> like, uh, welcome to class, kids. Uh, oh, yeah, this is definitely anatomy where, today. Yeah, <laughs> this is where the autopsy of, like, a ghost yeah. happened. It's like, this one the kid is like, I heard that they did the autopsy of a corpse on Jerry's desk. And then wow. Jerry's in the corner. Jerry. Like, I don't know. I was just making a little situation. Whenever I hear Jerry, I think of Tom and Jerry or Jerry Springer. I think of uh, the character on Anne with an E on Netflix. On what and what? It's Anne with an E. It's like Anne oh, of Green Gables. Oh, yeah, no, I do know. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, Edward had vigorously complained about the second autopsy. Edward? Um, Who's Edward? The, the husband. Oh, sorry. I forgot his real name because I just know him as Trout. Oh, all right. Should I keep calling him Edward Trout now? Yeah. All right. So Edward Trout was complaining. Um, of course, because he's a, like, he just, that's all he does. That's all he's good at. <laughs> being overdramatic, complaining. Oh my God, wait, why does he sound like me? <laughs> oh no. Sabira, don't murder anyone, please. No, it's just the whole overdramatic and complaining part. I'm like, why am I just like Trout? (laughs) When he's trying to conceal a murder and I'm just terrible. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright, well let's hope you're not trying to conceal a murder. No, I think I'm just trying to conceal my depression. (laughs) It's not working. (laughs) Just like him! (laughs) Well, oh my god, so... So this autopsy lasted three hours, whereas the first one was like three minutes, pretty much. <laughs> Damn. Um, so according to the report, which was published on March 9th, 1897, uh, quote, the discovery was made that the neck was broken and the windpipe mashed. Damn. The- <laughs> mashed? Like mashed potatoes? Like some potatoes. Oh my um, God. On the throat were marks of fingers indicating that she had been choked. The neck was dislocated between the first and second vertebrae. The ligaments were torn and ruptured. Uh, the windpipe had been crushed at a point in front of the neck. How uh, is he? Wait, how are his hands that strong? He's a blacksmith. Oh, I would need some tools for that shit. I'm mad weak. I could not imagine any human just breaking someone's like Yes, but Sabira, you're so teensy. I'm so dainty? Teensy. Yeah, but like, I mean, you know, I guess we I could got... say dainty as well. <laughs> like, maybe if I worked out. 
like a Christian thing, but okay. Work out so that you can commit murder in peace. Yeah, I'd probably just murder men that like did bad things. I'd be Dexter. Dexter's bad. Yes, they'd be uh... Okay, so. <laughs> um... Oh God, when murder just start popping up mysteriously, you know it's me. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, I'll I won't snitch for you, okay? Cool. Neither will anyone listening to this podcast. Right, guys? <laughs> They'll be, like, mildly concerned because they don't know us personally and we're talking about... <laughs> what if they do know you personally? <laughs> no. Mm, they'll be scared. Whatever. Just, you know, no enemies. murders will be our fault. Right? Right. Okay, moving on. Uh, so, uh, based on this autopsy um, and uh, Edward Trout's behavior at the, like, request for an autopsy, um, he was arrested and charged with the murder of his wife. Good. So, the trial. I'm almost done right now. Um, so, uh, he was put on trial, and Mary Jane, the mother, uh, testified using her ghostly dream oh as God. evidence. That, that's it. And he was found guilty. Good. Well, he should have been found guilty, but... Yes. Uh, he was sentenced to life in prison, and um, shortly after that, a lynch mob was formed to take him from the jail and hang him, but the mob was disbanded by the deputy sheriff before any damage was done, uh, and then four what? of the mob's organizers later faced charges for their actions. Dang, I would have said that, like, I thought that... In jail, he was going to have his neck wrung out by one of the cellmates or something. Who knows? But, uh... should have. Yeah, the ghost was never seen again. And, um, that case was the first, and I think only, I might be wrong, case where, um, a ghost testified uh, against her own murderer, their own murderer, successfully, at least. (laughs) Wow. Well, like, honestly, everything that she found out in the dream was proven so yeah so like but it also could have just been put together by like any random 15 year old by looking at the evidence at like point blank honestly yeah if you like if he had just leaned in a little bit closer and been like huh those bruises just sure look like your fingers trout or hmm (laughs) why did you change her to like a long neck dress hmm maybe i should check the neck hmm Why'd you move her from where she died, huh? Why are you hmm. acting so weird? Oh my god, wait, maybe the stair like maybe she he pushed her down the stairs and like that's what also added the damage. Like maybe it wasn't just his hands. Maybe. That, that could have been it. Yeah. Wait, but then why would Trout have sent a boy to his house to begin with? Well, I think probably so like someone else discover the body some, gives yeah. him an alibi. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I was, I was the fizzy blacksmithing away. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. He almost got away with it too, if it weren't for those meddling ghosts. Or maybe he would have just gotten away with it because the freaking police department or a bunch of idiots in the corner should have got in like fired from yeah. his job. He really should have. Yeah, that is the Greenbrier ghost. Uh, Zona Hester Shoe. Hester Shoe. Hester Shoe. Ooh. Well, you know, mine is more of a story. (laughs) So, this will be more exciting. Wait, what was Mattingly going to present today? Uh, It was another urban legend, I think. 
Ooh, cute. Okay, well, we'll have to look forward to that yes. in the not-so-near future. Or perhaps the near future. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so I'm presenting on the Lethal Lovers. And they were, I'm just basically going to say, like, the summary of it. They were caregivers who killed five women, so the victim's initials would spell out murder. What? And okay. they were that only is... able to commit five murders. And so, like, the five is true, and there's six letters in murder, which means they obviously weren't able to finish. God damn it, they are failures. <laughs> Isn't it good that they weren't able to kill their last victim? I mean, y- yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, you shouldn't be that upset. okay but you see the five murders took place from january like in january and february 1987 1987. and the reason why i even know about them oh my god also if you look in the photo thing you can see the real photo of them and the photo of the characters in american horror story roanoke that were based off of them and that's the only way i found out about this to begin with because in roanoke like the first few scenes are like the house being haunted by these two nurses who, like, are trying to spell out murder on the wall in blood, so. The chick uh, on the left, is that Kathy Wood? Or is that the other one? I don't even know which one is which. Honestly, oh. you shouldn't be asking me. Um, you should search it up as I'm talking, because, you well, know, your girl She looks is... badass with her sunglasses, and, yeah, she's, like, looking at the camera, like, what you gonna do about it? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. The other one just looks like, whoops. Trailer park trash, sorry. <laughs> Okay, so this takes place in Walker, Missouri, so, you know, domestic, Uh, in the Alpine Manor nursing home in late 1986. So, okay, like, basically, that place went downhill the moment that Gwen Gale Graham, Mm -hmm. who was 24, took the job at the facility along with Catherine May Wood, who was 25. They were known as the Lethal Lovers because the two met and fell in love at the nursing home. In early 1987, according to Wood's account, and girl, it's going to get real weird with like their accounts not matching up. But oh, no. According to Wood's account, Graham smothered an elderly woman with Alzheimer's disease in order to relieve tension. What? Why? Like, relieve her tension. It wasn't, like, the good, like, mercy-killing things. It was, like... Wait, to relieve her own tension, not the patient. So, from the phrasing of the sentence, it looks like that. Oh, by the way, I'm, like, basically... I've been having a stressful week. Uh, Yeah, so let me just kill someone with Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, some people, like, take a nice bubble bath with a glass of wine. Uh, I'm just gonna smother this person. Yeah. Like, not punching walls. Maybe, like, punching bodies. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Over the next two months, in what would characterize as a sort of love ritual, oh no, um, they killed four more patients in a similar manner, and the deaths were never considered suspicious. Oh. In short order, the two nurses' aides, the two nurse aides, like were very fast friends and lovers, and then angels of death who smothered oh. out the lives of these five, possibly eight elderly women wait between hold on possibly eight what the you know <laughs> that spells well, more than just murder exactly um the murders allegedly became began as acts of supposed mercy but soon became 
thrill killings and bonding components of a love Bond. pact. As Just got a couple believed, <laughs> Each woman believed the crimes would prevent each other, like the other, from leaving their relationship. No. Sex figured into the slaughter too, as Graham and Wood reportedly found were found making love alongside a fresh corpse, enhanced. No. <laughs> okay, reportedly they found that making love a cor- alongside a fresh corpse enhanced the experience no. to ec- ecstatic new heights. No. 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 Isn't that one of the tears of necrophilia? You know, uh, Wait, at least they didn't have sex with the corpse. This is also on my school computer, so like... Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, this up- is on my school account too. <laughs> I'm looking up tears of necrophilia on my school computer and um, Wait, tears of necrophilia. Yeah, like there's there's ten tears of necrophilia. Oh tear! Oh my god, I thought you were talking about like you know tears that come from your eyes, like when you're crying tears. <laughs> and I was like, is that a book? Oh my god, that's the <laughs> no. new book you're writing, Emma. Tears of necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, that's my next book. Okay. Um. Okay. Alas. All things good and bad and insanely evil must pass. That's exactly how the sources phrase this, so that's great. Um, Upon getting busted in 1988, Graham and Wood instantly turned on one another. (laughs) Sorry, I just find that so funny. Um, Thereby undoing the couple's romantic pledge to remain together forever in five days. Okay, I think think this would be class four necrophiles. It says... Interest in dead bodies increases to the level of touching them. Oh wait, never mind, never mind, never mind. They're 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 class three. It says necrophilic fantasizers. Fantasize intercourse with the dead. Maybe may visit cemeteries and funeral parlors and may masturbate in the presence of the dead. Well, they have sex in the presence of the dead. Yeah, Uh, we're gonna call them class three. Yeah, but that whole forever and five days thing, oh my god, can you imagine someone, like, I feel like I can imagine someone having that tattooed on their body, but not even realize that it's from, like, two nurses that murdered old people. And I can imagine someone knowing full well where it's from and still tattooing it on their body. Yeah, like, forever and five days, even though we ended up turning on each other after we got arrested, forever (laughs) and five days. It took less than five minutes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Forever and five minutes. (laughs) <laughs> more like never ever again <laughs> mm. okay shortly before meeting Gwen Graham Kathy Wood had gotten divorced bleached her hair blonde and found herself open to all manner of new possibilities oh like murder mayhaps <laughs> while Wood's lifestyle and sexual orientation <laughs> may oh. have been in flux Gwen Graham's most certainly was not Texas transplant Graham <laughs> I didn't think Okay. <laughs> had long been an out and proud lesbian yes gay mm-hmm. people hashtag pride but like probably <laughs> hashtag 2018 <laughs> hashtag like, all the tears of necrophilia loud and proud <laughs> oh <my laughs> and her bold aura of assured confidence reportedly attracted wood to her oh. new co-worker in ways she previously hadn't experienced. So basically, it was a sexual awakening for Wood. Oh, a sexual awakening. Ooh, like, oh, oh my. God, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's me over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> the resulting love affair proved immediately and lethally combustive. 
On okay, mm-hmm. once inside, Graham shoved one washcloth deep into Chambers. Whoa! Okay, sorry. Chambers' nostrils while pressing another against wait, the hold elderly on. Once old inside, man. wait, where are we? Once inside the wait. Oh my god, I don't know why the order of this document is so messed up, but I'm pretty sure it's just detailing a murder, okay? Oh, okay. Is this the first murder? Emma, you know that I'm not the organized one, <laughs> the one who's all over the place with her life and her stories, so honestly, you have a better job finding it yourself. Okay. I don't even the, know the order of anything. The one with the sunglasses, uh, I think that might be Gwen Graham. She no, that. Yeah, no, that's, um, the bleach blonde one is wood. Okay, yeah. She looks like Matt Damon a little bit. <laughs> Does she not? Oh my god. Just, like, a little bit. No, I love Matt Damon. Don't do mommy and dirty like that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, just a no. little bit. <laughs> okay, so she shoved a washcloth into Chambers' nostrils and then pressed on her mouth. And then Margaret, Margarita, um, Chambers. Why did I say Margarita? Oh my god! If only I was legal drinking age. Oh my god! Um, wow. <laughs> Margaret uh, Chambers died flailing, and that made me so no, sad. No, no. Oh, sweet old lady. This poor elderly Margarita. Okay, immediately afterward, Graham summoned Wood into the room and they had sex next to Chambers' lifeless remains. The no. mur- Okay, the sex murder combo report- reportedly proved so intoxicating that no. they agreed on spot on the spot to keep on doing it. No, no! From there, for a minimum of four times, Wood acted as a guard while Graham suffocated helpless old ladies. Victims ranged from the age 65 to 97. No, that's not fair. They're assholes. I don't like them. Sabira, I don't like them. You really shouldn't. After each kill, in addition to the couple's post-mortem coitus who knows Graham supposedly pocketed souvenirs and each time after a resident turned up dead both women reportedly joked to co-workers about murdering them wait hold on souvenirs probably taking like you know their earrings and stuff like taking a piece of like taking something from the crime scene as like a souvenir would be like having it as like a yeah because usually like when serial killers take souvenirs they're of the um uh body part kind oh i don't think he, they took any body parts because that would be a suspicious i feel like they probably took like yeah no something like then i was thinking maybe like lock of hair but yeah earrings yeah. makes more sense i don't know man it didn't even detail that watch when i have the details later on in the document who knows i was just meshing together like two <laughs> sources so all right <laughs> fun but I, it's like they were so cocky that they were joking about it with their co-workers jesus Oh my god, that reminds me of, like, another story where this, like, guy was joking or, like, boasting about murdering this girl. And, like, then he was caught because he was boasting about it. Like, oh and god. he was, like, whenever he would talk about it, like, you can tell he was enjoying it too much. Listen, if you kill someone, don't boast about it. Or maybe turn or yourself you in. Like, why are you going to boast about it? Go to the police and boast about it. So they Yeah, actually, the definitely, you should always boast about when you murder someone. Yeah, especially so if there's a cop there, just like yeah, both really about it even loudly. Yeah, yeah, do it. 
So the sick uh jovality jovality um they're big words i I don't care but basically their sickness did not stop there wood and graham tried to make a game out of their serial slaughter by selecting victims whose initials would spell out murder that plan went awry play monopoly oh my god (laughs) or scrabble some of their targets proved too feisty to kill forcing the pair to focus only on comatose or otherwise defenseless patients. No. I wonder what the people who were too feisty to kill, like, did. Yeah, like, what was, like, happened if, to them? Yeah. But they're like, my nurse tried to kill me. Or were like, they, maybe they were still killed, but they were, like, harder to kill. Maybe. Or yeah. I was just thinking, like, oh, yes, uh, Nurse Wood and Nurse Graham tried to kill me. And then there's and then, like, <laughs> the male nurse who's like, they obviously didn't care because they didn't do anything to, when they were jo- joking about murdering someone. Wouldn't you report those two nurses to, like, HR at least? Honestly, yeah. It's, like, especially for, like, inappropriate jokes or something. <sighs> okay. According to Wood, their passion soured after Graham insisted that they switch places. Wood said she was unwilling to prove her love by committing the actual physical act of homicide. And yet she was, like, totally fine. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to praise her for not well, wanting to kill someone if we'll you're an accomplice in murder. Spiel of he said, she said, well, like, she said, she said, because they're both women. <laughs> she said, she um, as a result, Wood and Graham broke up. The latter moved Aww, to Texas, no. picked up a new girlfriend, and got a hospital job where she looked after infants. No. Leave them the fuck alone. I have a nephew now. If you kill a baby, or if there are any stories about killing babies, I will come for someone. It's honestly, don't. Kill I have babies. a premature baby too, so like, you know, he was in the hospital for months. Mm. Good thing there wasn't no Kathy or Wood. Kathy <laughs> Wood or Graham or Wood. Sorry, Kathy or Wood. Yo, if they were at the hospital, I'd go all out and kill them all. Oh Jesus! Sabira in jail. I I mean I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, you shouldn't blame me. They killed my preemie nephew. Mm. But no, right, well, I don't think continue. that she killed any infants. By the way, she better not have, or I would like break someone. All right. So, since the couple broke up, their crimes. Okay, they broke up, but their crimes came to light in 1988 when Wood's ex-husband whom she told the murders about went to the police. Why would you, wait, hold on. If they were they were ex-husband and wife at the time, were they not? They were. So why would she go up to him and be like, oh, hi, ex-husband. Uh, I was dating a girl and we killed a bunch of people and had sex next to their bodies. Her Her fun. Fun. Bye. I feel like maybe she was like trying to like comfort herself or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I, it, it, it reminds me of, like, when you have, like, a secret or something and you can't, like, you need to, like, tell someone about it. Yeah. And, like, you can't just, like, keep it to yourself. Probably. Which I guess not. makes sense, but her ex-husband. But really... it seems like Graham is kind of, like, you know, hopping from girlfriend to girlfriend and hospital to hospital, so I feel like she might have more victims than we know of. Oh, good point. Kind yeah. of a scary thought. Yeah. Well, um, <sighs> sorry. Would agree to a plea bargain in exchange for her testimony against Graham whom she had characterized as the mastermind and perpetrator while she was a mere lookout. 
Graham, meanwhile, claimed the opposite, that Wood was responsible and she was manipulated into being an accomplice. In the end, Graham was convicted of five counts of murder and sentenced to five life sentences without the possibility of parole. Wood Wood pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. 40? Only 40. Seems like uh, not enough. No. So, which one do you think was the mastermind? I feel like it was Graham given. She, like, literally got a new girlfriend and went to another hospital. And she, like, never told anyone. It seemed like she had less remorse for it mm-hmm. than Wood. Like, obviously, Wood's, like, a, like... I feel like she's just one of those people who are, like, easily manipulated. Like, will do anything. Like, you know the people in high school who do anything to be popular? Yeah. I feel yeah. like she's that, but, like... Like, attention seeker, sort of. Yeah. Like, she wants... A love and attention so that's why she like went back to her ex-husband and like complained about the murders and then right like you know like when yeah. things don't work out for her then she'll complain but while it is she's not gonna do anything so I feel like she did she I feel like she deserved more time or something but like because mm-hmm. she did nothing like she could have helped stop the murders or maybe like not enjoyed having sex next to them like I feel like <laughs> after 40 years in prison she should have been put in some facility not enjoy having sex next to them well, clearly she participated in that. Yeah, I know, but you can't. You can't just decide like not to enjoy something. I'm sorry, but um, why would you willingly have sex next to a body and think that's okay, Something's but not think weird. it's okay to kill someone and then like that's when you start feeling bad? I mean, you should. Shouldn't you feel bad the whole draw time? Draw the line at killing someone. But yeah. like, shouldn't you feel bad the whole time? Yeah. You or shouldn't you maybe have not done any of it? think i don't think they think the same way you do or shouldn't she have like got the fuck out like the moment she saw that like her girlfriend was killing someone honestly yes but you know i don't know what to tell you i don't know man (laughs) so do you okay while wood has been eligible for parole since 2007 I mean, 2005, sorry. Um, she remains imprisoned in Tallahassee, Florida, with the release date of June 6, 2021. Oh, no, so no, the no, year no, after we graduate. <laughs> and then Graham is currently imprisoned in Michigan. Wow. Okay. Michigan's not too close. Right? Right. <laughs> like, so. Could be worse. Like, going after the whole, like, eight ones is that, like, investigators looked into eight recent, um, like, demises of patients at Alpine Manor that, like, could have been possible murders, but they only collected enough evidence for five, so, like, they were able to, like, prove that five of the, like, like, deaths were murders, but there were eight deaths that were kind of, like, suspicious. Yeah, so I think that's what goes to the whole, like, possibly eight. Because if there's, like, like this whole timeline, like, hmm, those other three were kind of suspect, too. So maybe they killed them. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. But, um, like, going with the whole he said, she said, and, like, how we could, like, not be right. Like, Wood initially denied all of the like, accusations, but then she like okay then outpaced her ex-lover when it came time to strike a plea deal Hmm. so like i feel like she could have just made it up or like 
gone against her partner because she was like, okay, well, if the other one's going to do it to me first. I feel like the police might have played that kind of, like, thing where, oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they like, sense. oh, the other good one's already talking, and then you obviously don't know if they are or not, so then you'll say everything. I feel like that could have happened to Wood as well. So, you know, she ain't as innocent as she's mm-hmm. trying to paint herself. So yeah. she testified against Graham, claiming that she was the dominating woman, but then Graham, like, proclaimed that she was the um, the person who orchestrated the murders and like as some sort of submissive mind game. But yeah. I feel like if she could detail it like a submissive mind game, then Graham might have been the one like playing that role. Wow. Um, so going into other things, there's actually a book by Lowell I cannot try to pronounce his last name. What is it called? Okay, the book is called Forever in Five Days. And it was made in 1992 by Lowell But in that, it presents the theory that Wood was was a manipulative psychopath who manipulated the... um, prosecutor jury and was actually the mastermind behind she the, was the one that murders. didn't want to commit the murders or the one that yeah didn't. she was the one who like confessed to it all oh yeah so in this book he presents evidence that wood planned the murders after discovering graham was with another woman and involved graham as the sort of insurance policy though so that she could never leave when graham left her anyways clawfield claims that wood was willing to sacrifice herself in order to get revenge on graham Wait, by I think impliciting... I lost your audio there for a second. Oh, basically, it's saying that um, Wood. It kind of fits what we were guessing with the whole like she's so insecure and wants love and affection that mm-hmm. okay she thought that Graham was she discovered that Graham was with another woman, mm-hmm. and then she made Graham be a part of the murders as an insurance policy that Graham would never be able to leave her. But then, since Graham left her anyways, Wood was willing to sacrifice herself in order to get revenge on Graham by planting her as the mastermind. You know, that doesn't sound too, like, too much of a stretch. So that's his theory that he presents in his book, Forever in Five Days, which is pretty compelling. And then yeah, that um, sounds interesting. But, you know, the court did ultimately lead to Wood's version of the fatal facts. And as part of her plea bargain, that's why she got the 40 years and um, Graham is locked up for the rest of her life. So basically, Wood got away with it if she's secretly the mastermind. Yeah, true. Yeah. She but... And she'll be out soon, too. Well, that's possibly. It. All right. Um, is that your story? That's my story. All right. Uh, I have two fun facts. Oh, we were going to collect fun facts. <laughs> well, nobody sent us any. But well, also, yeah, like, of course. It's like the first week of our podcast being out. And we'll make Marcus give us fun facts. Yeah, we should. We should be like, hey, give us fun facts. Okay. So I have a not so fun fact, and then I have like a, like a pure happy fun fact. Cool. So I'm going to start with the not so happy one. Uh, they're both hospital themed because you, you, of your story. Oh my God. How considerate. <laughs> so, um,. There was a poll, I don't know when, but a hospital, or what hospital, but a poll was given to children, uh, 250 children, uh, regarding their opinions on clowns. 
and every single one of them reported disliking or fearing them. That's my not-so-happy one. Oh, well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, because clowns are fucking scary. Um, and then the happy one is, for one day in 1940, a section of a hospital in Ottawa, Canada, became international territory so that a Dutch princess could be born a full Dutch citizen, uh, which was a requirement to be a Dutch princess. So now every year, the Netherlands sends Canada a gift of tulips to show their gratitude. Wow. Ooh, I actually do have a not-so-fun fact, and I'm thinking of having a story on it later. It's like kind of going into heart hold Wait, everything in between what did you say you wanted to do category story? of our podcast because it's not a two time oh Ooh, it's the fun fact not so fun fact i have it's not true crime white it's not paranormal crime. and it's not all right i let's like, this is like our urban legend our in between yeah you were right but right. it is fucked up exactly so Okay, I need to, like, actually look up the rate, so I feel like I'm gonna, like, spook people if this is wrong, but I found out from a Shane Dawson video that anesthesia awareness is a thing that happens in one in 100 people. I might be misquoting the amount of people, but it's much more common than you think it is, and it's basically where you're put under anesthesia, but you basically just no. can't move, no. but you can no. feel see no. smell and hear everything happening to no. you every little thing <gasps> of like someone like smelling burning flesh and then also obviously feeling all of the no. cuts and incisions and every single thing the surgeon is doing to them and they can't move or scream for help because they can't talk so you know look forward to that viewers and maddingly because you'll hear it later eventually somehow someday right and it's way more common than you think it is so like basically i lost your audio before you go into surgery definitely make sure they have like some sort of thing oh i'm saying there are like ways to prevent it if they um monitor your brain activity then they can kind of tell when you start becoming aware so make sure you talk to your surgeons tell them you better not make me have anesthesia awareness or i will come for someone and probably want to kill myself afterwards it's true though people are mad like they are fucked up afterwards i'm not even why wouldn't you be like you literally felt everything happening to you jeez all right well um our social media and stuff so if you found those fun facts too depressing or <laughs> boring so yours yeah mine was more depressing okay. well, you know than yours and i think Maybe mine was interesting too so cute. don't think that okay <laughs> well well i think i think that my, well, i think okay. i believe well, if you're my a listener and you think that fun. you can provide better fun facts than uh ours I would not be surprised. Uh, you can email us Probably at everythinginpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website, which is www.everythingpodcast.weebly.com. Weebly is W-E-E-B-L-Y. Uh, you can look at the pictures for today's episode. 
Uh, you can read about us. You can follow our social media from there. Or you can submit your own fun facts from there as well as, uh, yeah, stories you want us to tell. Um, stories that you want to tell. experiences with true crime, paranormal stuff, uh, maybe urban legends that are from wherever you live. Um, we have a Facebook um, we have both a Facebook group and a Facebook page. I don't know how to, like, do Facebook, but you can just search everything in between podcasts and something should come up. Uh, we are on Twitter at between underscore podcast, and we're on Instagram at everything podcast. Is it everything? Wait, I don't actually know if it's everything I think Instagram podcast is or everything most. podcast on our Instagram. <laughs> We'll get confirmation. Wait, let me let me look. Hola, hola, hola. In like point right. two seconds, if my phone isn't an asshole, mind the language. Okay, everything in no, podcast. I lost your audio. Okay, okay. it's everything, everything in, in podcast. podcast. Is our Instagram, uh, no underscores or anything, um, and yeah, that is our. Th- third episode wrapped up ah oh my god okay wow Um, cool let's sorry my mom was yelling at me for not all right well we're about to wrap up anyway so um goodbye